Welcome to episode 220 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Bryn Jackson. And I'm Brian Levin. Today we caught up with Melody Quintana. She's a designer at Dropbox. Before that, she was at Tile. Before that, a content strategist at Facebook. In this episode, we dig into how she ended up as a content strategist and then moved into design and how she ended up at Dropbox today. But before we get into the episode, I want to thank our sponsors for making this episode possible. First up, thanks to Webflow for sponsoring the show. Webflow this morning released Interactions version 2. Y'all, they did a new website for Interactions 2.0, and it's pretty awesome. It's like this weird middle ground between 90s era GeoCities design mixed with parallax JavaScript scrolling effects. It's very interesting. Uh, with like some crazy timelines, like history of the web. Uh, and then as you scroll down, it gets more and more modern, catches you up to 2017. It's honestly one of the cooler landing pages I've seen in a long, long time. Uh, you should check it out. They want you to check it out. Interactions 2.0 is going to change the way that you make websites without having to touch a line of code. It lets you build really cool stuff like scroll animations, parallax effects, uh, all while keeping your website responsive and engaging using real content. And again, not touching a line of code. It's really cool. So that's out. You should go check it out at webflow.com slash IX2. If anything, just go check out the website. It's a really cool marketing page uh, that has some really neat effects as you scroll and, and it tells a really cool story. Uh, if you are using Webflow, obviously this is a huge update for you. And if you haven't used Webflow yet, this might just be the compelling reason that, that helps you make the switch. So go build better responsive websites without touching a line of code uh, at webflow.com and check out Interactions 2.0, which launched today at webflow.com slash IX2. Thanks once again to Webflow. Congrats on launching IX2. Our second sponsor is our good friends at Figma. Figma is a tool, it's a design tool in the browser, helps you design interfaces, it's fantastic. We use it for everything that we do on Spectrum. I used to work there? Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> you did used to work well, there. they hired me. Yeah. Work was generous. <laughs> I, I mean, okay, so they're hiring for this role, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you left. Uh, not not uh, on bad terms by any means, but yeah, they want to hire and, and fill the role, including your own. Your old role. Including my own. Your old it's role. It's my role forever. I get to hire for it, actually. Yeah, Figma's... Uh, they gave me full ownership of that position forever and Well, that's not in the read, but... I think that's whatever, how it works. <laughs> whatever you have to tell yourself. Uh, so, Figma's been growing a lot. Uh, they need to hire more people, and they want you to come help them out. Specifically, they're hiring two product designers. They're hiring a designer advocate. That's my old role. And a content writer who's going to be focused on writing about design trends, tutorials, helping people really understand the power of the product, what you can do with it. Yeah. They've already got two writers. Uh, they've also got three designers, and they're working on a design manager right now. Y'all, this team's awesome. It's ridiculous. You should join them. Uh, Go do the designer advocate role, too, because you can make video content and work with amazing, amazing designers to create stuff to help people learn and grow and yeah. get better. It's fantastic. And you get to spend time with just amazing companies. So if designing the future of design tools sounds awesome, go to figma.com slash careers. Again, they're hiring two product designers, a designer advocate, and a content writer. So there's a lot of options, uh, lots of opportunities to get working with this team and work on something cool. It is just the best team, by the way. Like these people are unreal amazing. Again, that's at figma.com slash careers. Thanks once again to Figma. And with that, let's get into episode 220 with Melody Quintana. Cool. I'm Melody. I am a product designer and writer and creative type in San Francisco. 
Nice. What are you working on? Uh, I work at Dropbox. I'm a product designer there, and I work on Dropbox Home. Dropbox Home. <laughs> Is that like a Internet of Things thing? <laughs> Smart Home. No. Smart I... Home all Every file you have in your house is now in the cloud. Uh, no. Did I, we just unravel your five-year product roadmap? <laughs> you guys, <laughs> mind men. Uh-huh. Um, no, Dropbox Home is, uh, right, it's it's just a, like, collective name for all of the surfaces um, on our mobile app and our website, our desktop client, where people go to actually, like, see Dropbox when they log in or uh, you know, where they land, like their start screen experience of Dropbox. Uh, this is different than the marketing page. This is like yeah. the in-app once you've signed in. Mm-hmm. Got it. And how long have you been working on that? I've been working on that since coming back from maternity leave. So it's been um, like five months or so. Okay. Yeah. How's that going? It's going well. Um, a lot of the stuff that we're working on hasn't hasn't even launched yet. We're evolving the product quite a bit. Um, so it's it's my favorite sort of space to work in is like stuff when it's really early and concepty and um, kind of figuring out like where to take it mm. um, and and what were the you know what are the right problems to be solving as the product um, changes and evolves and like as we target, more specific users and uh, think about you know the the sort of creative life cycle more and people's workflows. I'm um, I'm so fun. curious and you know I'll I'll poke around. I, I don't know what's secret or not, but a couple announcement recently were like, oh, you can now embed Figma stuff in Dropbox Paper, and then Dropbox Showcase oh, uh, yeah. came out, which seems like there's a lot of momentum around designers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and Sketch previews just came out not that long previews. ago. I think there's Envision embeds and stuff too now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a fun time to be a designer at Dropbox because <laughs> yeah. um, I think the the tools we're building definitely speak to designers a lot. Uh, and so, yeah, you'll notice, um, you know, as we evolve. And I don't know if you caught wind of the new brand, rebrand work that's been done. No, I haven't um, heard of no, it. No one, <laughs> no one noticed that, I think. <laughs> it was pretty subtle change. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very just, subtle, just a slight guys. Tweet of the blue, right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> obviously. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, all of it is is in an effort to really, you know, position Dropbox as a place to go to do your creative work, to mm-hmm. be for, um, you know, your work in progress, not just your end result, yeah. um, but everything in between. So it's interesting because I mean, this is it's come up when we've talked with other folks from Dropbox that traditionally or historically it was this tool that just lived in your toolbar on your computer and it sat in the background and then home was sort of just like a file browser but it's changed quite a bit now it's a little bit more than a file browser yeah so how do you think about that transition from having it be a background app to a foregroundy app or like something that's maybe more top of mind for people Mm -hmm. yeah i mean one thing i really appreciate about just the culture and and approach at dropbox is being like really user-centered and trying to identify uh, the right moments um, and and how to be thoughtful about being in the foreground. We don't just want to be like clickbaity or you know clickbait with your own files. <laughs> yeah, like, you'll never I mean, believe what your file looks like. Yeah, at, at the end of the day, we're <laughs> these exactly. ten hot files are waiting for you. <laughs> 
Yeah, we definitely <laughs> so something like that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely don't want to get on people's uh, nerves. We want to be graceful in the way that we um, sort of show up in people's workflows. And we also want to help people find their flow, find focus. So we also want to get out of the way um, mm. as much as we can. So there's there's always like a like an ebb and flow and a back and forth and figuring out like what are the right times to strike? Like when is it appropriate to like, you know, in someone's workflow sort of appear in a helpful way um, to, to assist you in, in getting back in your flow? Mm. Okay. What are some of the biggest challenges there like? I, I hear what you're saying, but maybe like, what's an example um, of that? So someone's working and then Dropbox yeah. has found a time to be useful because it has such a long, it, not only historically was it a background app, but it was a background app for a long time. Mm-hmm. So anytime and it comes up now, it's like, holy shit. Like, it's very established workflows. Like, it's like a mandatory yeah. thing. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah. Dropbox is a mandatory thing. <laughs> like At some companies, yeah. I mean, sure. it's the first thing I set up on a computer because it has yeah. all my stuff. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, you'll you'll notice like if you were to go to dropbox.com today um, and log in, uh, it's, you know, we've we've actually browsed your your file browse structure is no longer your default surface that you land on. Which threw um, me off the first time, I'm going to admit. What is it? Sure, yeah. I actually don't know. It's, uh, well, I'm curious to hear your reaction. <laughs> uh, so this happened to me last week. Okay. So it's pretty recent. Um, but I'm used to like you log in and the dashboard is just the folders mm-hmm. and then you, it's a file browser, right? It's like your finder window. Yeah. Uh, the new version, I would almost call it like a feed. Mm. And on the left sidebar is navigation. And one of the navigation options is the file browser. Interesting. Which is where I immediately went. Cause I'm like, yeah. oh, well that's what I've always gone to dropbox.com to do. Yeah. Uh, um, so I didn't spend too long on Feed? I don't know what to call the new thing. So the new thing, um, the I guess what, yeah, what could be thought of as a feed is actually just the top, like, maybe third of the page. Um, and it's just the series of cards that are your unread, hmm. your unread stories. So. Um, oh, no. <laughs> so I guess you could. Yeah, Wait, are could they called stories? Uh, no, no, oh. I'm sorry. I just called it that. <laughs> okay. I don't know what else to call it. Unread cards. Little um, round avatars. What, are they, are they like post. notifications? Or? They're like, yeah, they're like stuff that you missed, uh, for, like activity that you missed since you've been away at Dropbox. Not um, a new ephemeral files product from Dropbox. No, definitely not. That would <laughs> they be, go after 24 hours? <laughs> that would be exciting. <laughs> um, Get and, your shit done because it's going away. <laughs> yeah. So the point of that section is just to get you caught up on stuff that, you know, you haven't that mm. that whatever you might not have seen and a lot of it is supposed to be high signal so uh if people you know comment on paper docs that you're working on um it's supposed to get you back into that workflow and then the other two sections on the page uh one of them is just um your recent files that you've opened so starting to um sort of take more of an, of an opinion about around like you know we think that you might want to access access files that you've recently mm. opened first before you even need to dig through your file browse structure. Um, and then there's a section called starred where people can um, start to customize their own sort of what they want to like see when they land. kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Cool. How did you come up with those three sections? So I can't personally say that I <laughs> came up with them alone. How did you do this? <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a team. Yeah, for um, the, the team is what yeah. I'm Yeah. 
I, I think, you know, we started and, and again, like I said, this is kind of a, a starting point for us as we as we sort of evolve. Sure. Um, but these sections were probably the lowest hanging fruit in terms of the problems that we were looking at solving, yeah. uh, mainly around accessing your content and giving you, you know, the easiest way to get back into what you were working on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And is this the first thing you've worked on at Dropbox? Or were you there before? Uh, I was there before. Maternity leave. Yeah. Yep. I was there for like a brief four months before I went and had a kid. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, hey team. Yeah, that was Bye, awkward. Team. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta run. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before that, I was working on a bunch of initiatives uh, for getting more teams on Dropbox. So it was a lot of just like kind of campaigns within the product to get uh, more teams to like sign in and find, you know, figure out the value, discover the value of the product. Hmm. Any interesting differences in in the way you've worked at Dropbox versus past companies or, or things that are new or surprising since you're relatively new, less than a year? Yeah, um, it's, it's really interesting because uh, Dropbox is, so in, in my career, I've worked at really big company, a really small company, and now Dropbox is like the nice, like medium size. Really for, big company. For yeah, for, for other people. <laughs> yeah, moderately really huge company. <laughs> <laughs> but comparatively, I used to work at Facebook, so that was like huge. And, uh, and a smaller startup called Tile, which is like mm-hmm. tiny. So for me, it's like... Coincidentally, Tile is also tiny. The product. Tile, the product is <laughs> good joke, Brian. Thanks, dude. Ha, ha, ha. I tried really. God damn it. <laughs> it's getting smaller too. It's it's wonderful. Anyways. <laughs> so yeah, so I've noticed that, you know, the the size of the company and the team, you know, the design team is still still under a hundred. Um it feels just right, like, you know, what, what the fairy tale <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. uh saying. And um yeah, and I think that the culture it's it's really different. Um so I feel like it's it's such an extreme like for me the the way that the product influences the culture at at these companies I've worked on has been so like palpable. Like at Facebook it's so, you know, the the everyone's on Facebook who works there and everyone's friends with everyone uh-huh. and everyone <laughs> uses the product the whole day, so like that just inherently permeates through the culture. It's a very social culture. It's a very, um, you know, loud culture. It's it's like expressive. It's and and it's also like a very like storytelling kind of culture. Like you know, you're kind of using Facebook um, to, you know, tell tell people about yourself and like sort of portray yourself to this bigger community. Um, Dropbox is different because the product is inherently like quiet. And so it's, it's, it's not just a big file cabinet in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a big file cabinet, but I noticed that I, I think it, it, it lends itself or like it kind of spills into the culture in other ways. Like people are, I don't know, it, it seems more like a, a consensus driven culture. It's a little less like I'm telling my story and like projecting a certain, you know, strong identity and more like, oh, like we're building this thing together and it's files. It's not very controversial, <laughs> but it's like, fu- you know, it's fun and we're all These kind files of in it suck. together. <laughs> um, and uh, people shouldn't be able to use it for Excel. <laughs> no, those are for nerds. <laughs> no <Yeah>. nerds allowed. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it, it feels, um, no TIFF files either. (laughs) Dumb. That is the most controversial thing that we'll discuss. No, it, it feels, you know, more, um, 
collaborative, more like consensus driven mm. as, a, as a culture for whatever reason. And, uh, you know, and, and it's also like because we're not constantly on Facebook all day, like most of the communication happens in other channels. And it's just like everything. I don't know. It just has a different feel to it. It has its own unique feel, which is like also really fun. Um, so, yeah, it's. I remember at Facebook, it, I used Facebook so much that now that I've left, I have this like weird sensation when I check Facebook anymore. I'm like still expecting notifications about like work, work groups <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I think it ruined me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still, I mean. Maybe you have that when you sync a file, you're like, oh God, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> <laughs> work it never leaves i know it's yeah it's funny when you are on the other side and like you know both like internally and externally and, and you're just so intimately intertwined with a product you just can't disassociate yourself yeah, from, yeah. from that side of things now did you choose to work on home or was this a project that you like were brought on to yeah it's a good question um so when i was coming back from maternity leave um I my, the the team that I was previously on had disbanded. Um, and so it was like a time and and there was like a little bit of a reorg like while I was gone. So everything was different. Oh, and, <laughs> and like my manager, like at the time had decided to like leave Dropbox. So everything like everything was in flux. Well, um, uh, Nicholas Jitkoff, the new head of design there came on like during that time, right? Yeah, he did come in yeah. during that time. Exactly. Hmm. Um, and so I remember like being like, I mean, I wasn't like sleeping much anyway, so I was a little bit out of my mind. But I was just like, Where is what? like what's going on? <laughs> like, I don't even know what I'm doing when I get back. But um, it, it ended up being awesome because I had a lot of like candid conversations with um, the remaining like management points of contact mm -hmm. that I that I had been talking to. And yeah, I mean, I was just they invited me to be like really upfront about like, what what do you want to work on next? What did you not like about your other project? What are you looking for? Um, and they like they really like worked with me to tailor like the exact like the like I didn't really know exact like this was the exact team I wanted, but I was able to like express like no I like I really want to work on something that's like early in concept something that's long term something that um, feels like a really like kind of meaty problem to solve um, and so they were like able to like help me help guide me and then I landed where I landed and I have an awesome manager now and things are going great and I. And I love like the project that I'm working on. It's really exciting. That's cool. And how big's the team? Uh, the immediate engineering team or the design team? Uh, uh, yeah, maybe the design team, team on, on okay. or your product team. Sure. Yeah. How many people build the the, the thing, the product? main thing? Yeah. Um, I guess it depends on how you look at it, but it's probably. <laughs> I mean, it's probably around like 15 or so. Like oh, engineers, wow, that's designers. Tiny. Yeah, it's a small. It's a small team, and it does in some ways feel like almost like a startup within. Uh, Dropbox, but um, but then you can look at it other ways. Like, oh well, we work a lot with these teams. If and if you look at that cluster, it's like bigger and yeah. whatever. Um, but then I I am one of two product designers on Home, so okay. there's I work with another product designer, Micah. Shout out. How does the team, if at all, think about consistency across night? Now there's more products, right? Mm -hmm. So there's home. And you have 105 type variants in this new type family. Holy so. cannoli. So then there's, <laughs> yeah, there's I, that. I just made up that number, but there's a lot. It's, <laughs> no, it's over 200. Is it? Yeah, it's like 250. 
I don't know. It's a lot. It right? doesn't, th- but that Sharp Grow test right now does not appear within the product okay. interface. So that's just a brand thing, yeah, ex- yeah. and it's for external stuff. But anyways, you have home, paper, showcase, and probably like a bunch of stuff that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you all keep in sync? Yeah, How does that work? It's a great question. <laughs> Good joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, even, I love it. I this is even, gonna keep coming up. I didn't keep even mean it to do coming. That. All right. Um, <laughs> I appreciate a good pun. Uh, uh, yeah, we. It, it's definitely on our radar. So, like, mm. we um, we do a lot of long term planning at Dropbox, which I really appreciate. It's it's also another um, sort of hallmark of our culture that seems different from other places I've been. Um, but we, I, I feel like the company thinks really strategically uh, about like long term, you know, where these products are going. Um, and yeah, and you know, a lot of them right now do seem like, oh, okay, this is new. This is like different from mm-hmm. what I'm used to. We have a Dropbox billboard on the end of our building. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I, the first time I saw it I was like that's Dropbox. <laughs> those, are some, those are some colors. Yeah. It's it's different. So there's a lot of divergence right now. But I think that um yeah, over the next like year or two, you'll see obviously like some convergence and and in very delightful ways, I hope. Is um, this where we introduce buzzword design systems? <laughs> we actually, yeah. I mean it's it's a good thing to bring up because we have a fledgling design systems team ah. um, led by Ed Chow. He's awesome. And, um, yeah, they've been tackling a lot of these nitty-gritty visual, like, UI, like, issues of, you know, how to how to stitch things together and make them feel cohesive and unified. Maybe it's too early, but I think the, the big trend these days is to, like, publish that and open source it. Mm. Do you know if that's on the roadmap? I don't know if it's on the roadmap. It should be because... You just put it in Dropbox Showcase. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, that's but, not a bad idea. <laughs> I'm glad you're the decision maker on this. You can <laughs> choose that, to publish Ed? it. <laughs> All right, Ed, feature request. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so so there's that. Um, and then there's also like, I mean, we're so early on in a lot of our like new sort of directions and looks and feels. Um, and I think that the new brand work, you'll see it. I mean, you'll see it evolve still yeah. quite a bit. I'm actually part of a separate like working group for um, brainstorming ways to like bring some of that like new those new brand elements into the product that feel like appropriate yeah and not too like just make the crazy. background merge just shove it all in there um yeah so, just make the background so maroon. <laughs> that be the first ever maroon be... product maroon with the light blue text as that like all your file gold. names yeah <laughs> delightful <laughs> maybe you could choose your theme like, <laughs> oh yeah it can it can be super wide <laughs> i love it Love it. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. Like I. I mean, like everything else, we're trying to be really thoughtful about that as well. So trying to be. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, it's hard work. I'm sh- yeah. That sounds. Uh, yeah. When you have like multiple things start to diverge, it's so much. Like organizational willpower to bring it back together. Mm-hmm. It's like fuck. Suddenly, <laughs> your entire so product becomes technical debt. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. I can imagine that's hard. Let's back up a little bit. Where are you from? <laughs> Where am I from? Wow. Uh, we're, we're backing, backing all up the way a lot. Up. Like, I the was whole, born. No. <laughs> the, whole, the whole bit. <laughs> uh, I am, I'm from New Jersey, mm. the East Coast. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa is right. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I feel like there's a lot of East Coast people here. 
There's a lot of East Coast. I feel like New Jersey is particularly controversial for whatever Why? reason. I, it's it's a state that people. You did say it, and we're have, like waiting for a response. But I was like, I know. Hey, well, I've people, never been to New Jersey, so oh good. Okay. I've been there a bunch, but mostly Newark and people and Rutgers. Opinions. Oh good. Okay. People have opinions about New Jersey. I mean, like Jersey Shore. I don't know. There's there's yeah, been a lot of. My... The armpit of America. We, we all get that from New York, though. <laughs> like, we only know New Yorker opinions. Exactly. New Yorkers um, to hate New Jersey <laughs> so much. They love to hate on it. Uh, so, yeah. Stupid Brooklyn. <laughs> so, I grew up in Jersey, um, for better or worse. And, no, it's it's an awesome state. I mean, I've, I've come around. I For a long time, I resented New Jersey, like, in my young adulthood, just because I was, like, maybe i don't know to part of that aloof new york elite crowd um for a while but uh, while you were I, living in new jersey <laughs> <laughs> no well i i spent i spent a good amount of years in new york yeah, city yeah, as well yeah, yeah. um and so but i've come around to it maybe because i'm a, <laughs> maybe because i'm a mom now um but <laughs> it's like wasn't there, so bad <laughs> there are some nice parts of new no, and the, actually the thing that i love about new jersey the most is how diverse it is and um hmm. You know, it, I mean, New York's a diverse place too, but but New Jersey's just incredible. It's like there are, I mean, it's the most densely populated state in the country, and literally everyone's just living on top of each other. Every like socioeconomic group, every like ethnic group, and 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 it's all like mixed, and it's all crazy, and mm-hmm. it's it's a good you know it's a good place. You it's spent your whole childhood there. I spent my whole childhood there. Okay. Um, I and then I lived in New York City uh, from col for all of college. Uh, whoa, whoa, slow down. What'd you want? What'd you go to college for, or what were you doing at the time? I was. I studied literature yeah. in undergrad. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, nothing to do with design. Um, which I guess most designers have pretty scattered backgrounds. But yeah, I was hoping to be a writer, and then uh, yeah, I went to Columbia. Yeah. And. Um, I graduated in 08, and it was funny because ugh, I dated myself already. Um, most of my oh friends. Oh my god! Did you all hear that? Oh <laughs> <laughs> eight, she said. Oh eight. <laughs> uh, most of my friends at the time were like getting jobs in finance and staying in New York, and I was like the kooky one that was like, "Ooh, like let me try California and see how that goes." I don't know anything about it. I was so like, I was so naive. I didn't even. I didn't even like I just like used Facebook in college and I thought it was like a cool thing, but I didn't think it was going like anywhere. Yeah. I just was like, oh, this will be fun. Um, and then it turned out that the big recession happened and a lot of people like it was it was crazy and a lot of people And you're like, haha, my literature <laughs> degree. <laughs> I know. It it was like I it was yeah, it shouldn't have been that way, but I was really lucky. Um, but it was that way. <laughs> was I was victorious. Statistically improbable, <laughs> but very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, plug for liberal arts, I guess. I don't know. No, I, I, I started at Facebook in a in a in a customer like support role. Hmm. Um, so I was doing. I was like in the user operations team. User operations. That's what it was called back Holy then. Holy shit. Yeah, that is nice dark. and impersonal. That is a really dark name. <laughs> they've re- they've they've since people re-branded. management. <laughs> I think they call it community operations now, so it's it's way more warm and friendly. <laughs> okay, but Soylent Green in the future. <laughs> Soylent I know, operations. I know. I know. I Soylent like, Farm. I wish we could banish the word user from our industry, but I was thinking about that this morning. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this morning. Uh, I'm not offended at being called a user because I know at Facebook, like it's a whole thing. So you have 
but, uh, daily active people instead of daily active users. Uh, and they like made this whole transition. I use Facebook. I don't know. People get all worked up about like, no, we don't say user at our well, company. I think I'm the like, argument is it dehumanizes people or something. It turns them into statistics. <laughs> but I'm like, you're looking at statistics, dog. <laughs> you're looking at numbers, <laughs> aggregated numbers of what... Sh- people do on your yeah. website oh that's funny that they change it to daily active people because it wasn't the case when oh, I was it wasn't there. where you're there yeah, yeah. It, so instead of like dow and mao is like yeah, DAP daily and mao. active future friends i mean so like for us we just do users i mean we could call it people it means the same thing it just it's fine it just people seems, who use our product it seems is less eloquent i'm sure the people who convinced facebook to change the entire nomenclature around like core metrics had a very good argument for saying mm-hmm. people instead of users, but mm-hmm. I'm sorry we just pounced on that when you said I <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. think we should use users. <laughs> well, no, because I was thinking about it this morning. Like, fuck, like I personally am. I, it's okay. I use no, products. I, I, don't I know. get it. I mean, I think it's it's one thing to talk about users like in this context yeah. of like metrics and um and just even internally, but I guess customer um, services like being user ops is right. Yeah, like as different yeah, contexts in, in different roles and different contexts. Okay. okay. I, I appreciate um, calling them people. Also, because I'm a words person yes. at heart. Um, <laughs> Eventual but... cadaver operations. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, how did you end up? Wait, how did you end up at Facebook, though? Oh well, that was just also a fluke. I mean, I just they were they were interviewing on at on my campus at Columbia for engineers. And there, some <laughs> guy, like, I, I'm not an engineer. I know you need engineers, I but uh, some, social engineers. So, <laughs> that would be funny if we could study social engineering in college. Holy shit. Uh, Your thesis would it's be. It's called psychology. psychology. <laughs> no, I mean like I'm social sure. engineering where you like hack people's yeah, yeah, like yeah. bank accounts. Black hat social engineering <laughs> funny. as a uh, service. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, they were interviewing on campus and there was a, uh, the guy who like led the then user operations team decided to tag along with like the engineering Whoa. thing. And I just like randomly got to chat like, with him, like just kind of through what I don't even remember. I like signed up for some, it was through the career office, but it was like very chill and low key. And yeah, Paul Janzer, he was awesome because he changed my life. He like gave me this job offer. And not only was it like my entry point to all things tech in my whole career, but um, also my personal life. Like I met my husband at Facebook and we have a baby now. And it's, yeah. So thanks, Paul Janzer. That's crazy. (laughs) Shout out. Wow. So you joined user operations. Uh, Yeah, I joined user operations and... um, you know, did not love what I was doing. Like immediately kind of was like, oh, this is probably not for me. But um, I wanted to stick it out for at least a year just to like give it the, you know, good, you know, year of experience on my resume. Um, and so- <laughs> Solid year. One yeah, solid year, like, please. Let me just, and, and let me give California, you know, the, the proper chance. So um, within that year, I think I, I discovered um, that the help center at the time, which was like littered with Chuck Norris jokes. It was like back when Facebook was like for, co- you know, the college crowds um, that it could use a lot of work. Um, so and and I was like, oh, I can use my writing. Like, let me just be a writer and let me just like redo all of this. Um, and so. Oh, God, yeah, <laughs> that is a bold that was, move. <laughs> that was where I got my And Paul at the time was like very obliging. I, I can I guess I convinced him that I could like do that. Um, and yeah, and I got started and I carved out like this role for myself where I was working on the help center and it was 
I mean, it was a lot of, it was writing, but it was also design because it was like thinking about information architecture and how are people like finding, you know, what they need to find their information and um, how are they navigating through this? And eventually like more upstream, how is like, how is this content relating to stuff back that's actually part of the product experience and should the product experience be different? Um, you know, it, you you learn so much when you're yeah. like that close to like customer, you know, pain. Um, so how the hell do you keep a help center up to date at a company like Facebook? That is a great question. Because there's it's, like a million things. Yeah, it's and a each of those hit. things change every day. Yeah. I do, mean, you, that's... do you document every experiment? <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm in like 30 right now. I know. If you are seeing this icon, it's because you're in this experiment. So you need to click here. That's, I mean, that's definitely, it was It was a huge challenge. Not just that, but then like for however many, 40 different languages and like all of the timing and sequence. I, I mean, it was, it was like, I mean, it's still, I'm sure it's still just a huge that's challenge like, for them. That's but, daunting to think about. But yeah, it was very daunting. Um but it was a lot of fun. I, I like learned so much and and got introduced to like the realm of user experience through that. Um, and then like eventually in my time at Facebook, um, I transitioned to become a content strategist yeah. in um, the product uh, within for the product itself. So I worked on the photos product. I worked on the messenger product. And it was, you know, the the content strategy role there is, is part of the bigger, like broader UX umbrella. And it you know, it's it's kind of like the verbal side of the user experience. So um, coming up with all the all the language, all the language that's not user generated on Facebook, mm -hmm. um, like labels for things, names for things, product tours, um, you know, ha thinking about how like when we launch a product, how does this fit into the bigger story? Um, so it was a lot of fun. I like, it was it was wonderful, and I, I had a wonderful team and great mentors. Um, and yeah, I so I was ended up being at Facebook for five years, and then I just I sort of felt like uh, I loved what I was doing, but I knew that I didn't want to only do that forever. And I, you know, naturally was working with a lot of designers um, in my day to day, and I. I don't know. I guess I just had this like itch to be closer to making like the actual product. Um, I felt like, you know, I felt like in a lot of ways I was a design, you know, you are a designer when you're, you know, in that role, but um, you just don't have the tools to like actually, you know, influence like what the product, you know, actually looks and feels yeah. like. And, yeah, yeah. and so, um, so I felt a little bit like I wanted to expand my scope before I, I don't know, before I just like settled into this like role forever. Um, and then I decided to leave Facebook and go to graduate school. Hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I decided to go to graduate school for interaction design to sort of expand uh, my tool set. And, and uh, that was really fun. So I went back to New York and. Um, to SVA uh, for um, their master's in inter interaction design for two years, um, and then came back to California. So I'm like bi-coastal. So um, the decision to go back to school, uh, was that weighted against like just going and applying at companies for a product design role or trying to transition within Facebook? Yeah, um, I thought about that, and I talked to a couple different people about it and 
I think it was a mix of things. I don't I don't necessarily think that if you decide you want to be a designer, you have to go to graduate school for it. Um, that's definitely not the case. Uh, I just I think I happened to it was kind of like a perfect storm for me of like, oh, I've been at this company for five years. I, I, I think I wanted like a break from like the bubble and like just to like have a different perspective shift. I was in a position that, you know, I was lucky enough where I like I could go to grad school. Um, it just like ended up working out with like Facebook going public. I don't know. I just like yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, sure, I can take a break for a little bit. Um, and uh, and yeah, and I it, I'm I'm really into I don't know. I'm really into school. I, I've always loved school. <laughs> so I just like I yeah. wanted like I wanted to give myself that um, that freedom to explore for two years and tinker and like really get into it and yeah and and I'm lucky that I was able to do that and you know I I also like it it was really easy to idealize at the time I think like you know you have something in your head and you have mm-hmm. a dream and it's like oh my gosh I'm going to go to school it's going to be awesome and then like you go and you know the reality hits of like whoa this is really humbling because I'm a beginner again like and now I'm just nudging things one pixel over <laughs> <know>. and over <laughs> Exactly. I used to write things for <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I recently read that book, The Beginner's Mind. And like, I think that it uh, really... I haven't heard of that one. Oh, it's it's a wonderful... It's um, it's like the the guy who started the San Francisco Zen Society, uh, Shunryu Suzuki. Okay. Um, it's like his... I don't know. It's it's a great like little slim volume of philosophy that's really short but dense and powerful. And um, the whole like I think the famous quote from it is that like in the beginner's mind there are many possibilities, but in the expert's mind there are few. And that's Shunryu Suzuki. Um, and it's a great quote. I feel like it experts is- sound like jerks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's I, I don't know. I feel like as a designer. It's it's especially pertinent um, because we're we're craftspeople and we really love to develop expertise in what we do and like it's it's a really like you know it's 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 a pride point for us um, and so I yeah I, I always try to keep that in the back of my mind just because um, I mean not just because I like changed careers and I I was there but like in the long term I just I love the the idea of like always kind of keeping that fresh approach to uh, to your work. What are you in the beginner's mindset about today? What am I in the beginner's mindset about today? Um, probably, I mean, probably just my, my newest life challenge of like being a mom and trying to so many possibilities. Yeah. There's, there are a lot of possibilities there (laughs) trying to, I don't know, trying to figure all, all of it out. Sure. Um, yeah. Okay. So you ended up at SVA. Uh, a lot of people ask, is design school worth it? What's your take on at least your well, experience? Where you, you already went? said, with a caveat, you like school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like school. Big caveat. I like school. I like being a beginner. I love like the idea of just absorbing. But everyone learns differently, um, and everyone has different. Res- I don't know. Everyone d- has different levels of access to different resources, and there are so many different ways to learn now through like online or what have you just youtube apprenticeships youtube right um so i think that uh like i it worked for me like i i loved you know i don't regret going to grad school it was was a wonderful time um but 
but I don't think it's like a necessary thing for people who want to be designers. I think there are different ways of going about it. Yeah. Uh, so I think one common complaint is maybe uh, it doesn't feel as up to date as like what's happening in, mm. in the real world, but you went and studied interaction design, which feels like, at least in my mind, sounds like a modern, like pretty well up to date yeah. thinking. I, I don't know, maybe I'm naive in that, but what was your experience? Was it like interaction design? What all do you study and learn about that? Yeah, the program was great. It was very well curated by uh, Liz Danzico, who who runs it. She's, oh, shit. I know who that is. She's Bobulate. She's like, yeah, she she and she's the creative director at uh, NPR and um, she knows what she's doing. And there are a lot of wonderful teachers, uh, instructors at the program who are all practicing professionals. And so what I appreciated most about it is it's super practical and grounded in like real life stuff. So. Um, so yeah, it felt very relevant. Uh, and it was very like, it, I mean, the range of skills and in interaction design is, is pretty broad. It runs the gummit from like user research methods all the way down to really minute prototyping skills. And, um, you know, you go like the, one of the awesome things about it is you go to school with people from all different backgrounds. So like, me, the literature major, and someone else who's like super, you know, uh, technical and has built apps before, and someone else who like ha- went to RISD and just like knows a ton about like visual and graphic design. So you learn like almost as much from your peers as you do from, uh, you know, the instructors and the classes. Yeah. So. What did you end up becoming most uh, excited about or? or enjoy doing the most among the, that like range of skills that you could dig into? Um, I loved, I mean, I love be like, I love end to end sort of like involvement in like scoping problem space to like shipping final product. It's hard for me to like pick one. Generalization um, is fun. Yeah. Generalization is fun. Um, and and yeah, I mean, I think that's that's really exciting to me. Um, yeah, I, I guess like I I don't love when I only yeah when I'm only tasked with like one small sliver of like something. I, I like the the bigger arc. Um, I don't know. I I think there's something about because I used to be like a strategist. There's something about the early strategy and sort of thinking about user problem space and. And almost like thinking about it like a story, like since I used to be a writer and and still am. I mean, I still write. Um, but that part of it probably is comes most natural to me. Um, but that being said, I've I've had a blast like with learning about just some of the more finer details of interactions, um, learning how to prototype. Um, it's all it's all been really fun. Yeah. Uh, and I have some back channel knowledge. About oh. some school oh. experience. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> oh wow! There I don't know a, where this is going. There was a Kickstarter. There was a Kickstarter. That's funny. Um, yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know anything more. So you have to like <laughs> fill me in here. But yeah, we had okay. So there's this class uh, that we had called entrepreneurial design, and uh, it's it's Bryn, uh, Bryn hates the word entrepreneur. Oh, sorry, Bryn. <laughs> no, it's, but it's funny because it's so the, I'm my, not like insulted because you said it or anything like that. So my major in college was entrepreneurship. Look which at you. So, so, so Bryn gives me so much shit. So, okay, Entre- <laughs> entrepreneurial. Okay. 
Yeah. So entrepreneurial design, to the extent that you can teach that, right? I get it. Uh, is But the class is fun because it's structured. Um, well, actually, the structure adapts and changes every year. Um, the guy who runs it, Gary Chu, is, I mean, he's He's cool. He, he just like his mind is like all over the place and he's always experimenting and prototyping different ways of running that class. But the year that I was doing it, um, there was still the main assignment that he always does, which is figure out a way to like make $1,000 online doing or making something that is not like design consulting because that's like that would be, you know, kind of cheating, I guess. So you do that uh, in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you are an expensive designer, bud. <laughs> right, exactly. That was uh, just a joke about how expensive <laughs> consulting is. Yeah, I know. It's so true. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was a fun class because you really kind of learn how to be less precious about, you know, being a designer and putting yourself out there. And like, you know, it takes takes a lot of guts. Um, so yeah, so I ended up doing a Kickstarter with my friend Sneha, who's super, super talented. Um, she had an illustration background and I had a writing background and we both always dreamed of writing a children's book hmm. uh, or like writing an I illustration. I saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You said so. illustration already. Oh, kid's book. Got it. <laughs> yep. So that's what we did. We did, uh, it's called The Maker's Alphabet and it's um, the ABCs of like makery things oh, wow. um so a is for arduino we did like all of the we celebrated like all the really kid centric <laughs> <laughs> you know well we wanted to make that stuff accessible yeah. right so it's it's very yeah it is kind of stem a is for stem-ish. arduino is like deep cuts right away <laughs> but not only right like i i feel like there were other i, was, I honestly want to know all of them at this point yeah I, i'm X trying to think for excel wait that's fuck that's an e <laughs> no <laughs> Was X, what was X for? I remember all of our candidates and I forget which one we actually, extrusion or something. No. Uh, um, I was for like Ikebana, like plant, Japanese plant create. We tried to like pick oh, like cool. kind of like offbeat. K was for kombucha, which, you know, we tried to all make right, it pretty get relevant. get real scoby. Cool. <laughs> um, so that book, yeah, that was really fun. We ended up, yeah, we ended up doing the fulfilling the the uh assignment so that was fun so you made a thousand bucks or did you make more we made more nice Um, but it was yeah it was all about the fun of like putting that together and the stress and yeah i mean yeah like it was it was nuts it probably the time that we put into it was probably way more than like a thousand dollars worth of time yeah yeah um, but yeah it was fun was there any temptation maybe to like oh shit writing is kind of fun again or going to nerdy kids books forever (laughs) i could do nerdy kids books forever um no i i mean i've always i've i've maintained like i've maintained writing throughout my career as like a channel like whether it's sort of like writing blog posts on the side or um you know even in even in my work now and in at tile like post uh graduating from interaction design program um you know, when we're short staffed with writers or there are no writers on staff, like a big part of, you know, be doing design is actually storytelling and writing like interface language when in the absence of like people who can do that. Um, so it's proven to be not I mean, it's proven to be a useful skill and also like one that I, I use still like sure. all the time. So are you stewing on a blog post right now? What happened? 
Are you stewing on a blog post right now? Uh, kind of, yeah. I well, I have a bunch. Of, I always have a lot of ideas for because I know Dropbox is picking up on like the designers blogging for Dropbox. Yeah, exactly. So maybe I will put a blog uh, post mm. on Dropbox soon. Okay. <laughs> no ideas though. Uh. <laughs> no ideas. Really putting her on the spot here, man. <laughs> What's it going to be about? This I eventual have, maybe article. Have, What's the important life lesson that you're going to teach all of us through oh this gosh. blog post that you're going to publish? On don't Tuesday. don't listen to him. He's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So you graduated. And then what happened? Congratulations. Congrats. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <that's good. laughs> yeah uh, thank you. Um, it was I graduated in 2015. And after that, um, I bootstrapped it at a really small startup called Tile um, that makes Bluetooth, uh, like, keychains for, well, it's, you could put they're it like on your beacons, keys. They're like beacons, right? They're like, like, yeah. They're like little access points that um, help you find your items. Help you not lose your shit. Yeah. That's, that's a better way to put it. Yeah. Um, See, if I was a copywriter there, <laughs> it would be a much more offensive company. It would. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it was it was a blast. I was the only designer for a long time, uh, the only designer in-house. They had previously, like, contracted a bunch of uh, external designers, and they had, like, a whole um, agency working on their brand yeah. stuff. So, uh, so, yeah, I was the only designer for a long time and then, uh, like, hired a couple more. And, um, and that was a wild ride, it, you know, working at a startup, as I'm sure, you know, anyone who's worked at a startup before – knows it's it's very consuming it's very like i mean you are cranking all the time um but you get to ship a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and it's really fun so um it was a good way to like sort of immediately just like put all this stuff that i had been marinating on for like two years into practical use yeah it was really fun well how did you even end up at tile as the only designer um, it's like a graduation thing or like the school help place you or, oh, or are you just randomly? They, I mean, I, I guess like they reached out. Huh. There were, you know, I, I, I was evaluating like I just was looking at different companies and um, yeah, we just happened to connect with the recruiter there and they were looking for someone and they were, I don't know, I guess it just worked out. <laughs> yeah. And so tile itself is like a hardware thing where you, did you do any hardware work or No, yeah, it's it's a good point. Um I did not do hardware work, but it was really fun to work on a product that had hardware as part of its experience because, you know, you, you go beyond just like like there's I worked mostly on the mobile app, but yeah. you go beyond that, mm-hmm. you know, there's the whole like you think about the bigger experience. And I also got to work on like I got to sit in and help sort of the thinking for future like iterations of the hardware mm-hmm. and from the like user experience perspective. So it was really fun. Any like particular challenges or things that were surprising about having to keep both those components in mind, the software and the hardware? Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it was, I mean, there were like unique challenges that just like figuring out how to, how to get people to understand, especially like less technically savvy people, how to understand concepts uh, that were like really important for them to use the product, like Bluetooth. keeping their Bluetooth <laughs> on and things like that. Um, and and it was especially important for Tile, which is like this product that appeals to, I mean, there's this whole contingent of like 
elderly people with Alzheimer's that use it. And and so it's like the range from like those people to like, you know, people with Amazon Alexa in their living room. Like one of our friends wide? is an executive assistant. And I think she has like 12 of them on her person at any given time. Oh, She's nice. got like s- multiple key rings and multiple phones, like multiple. Yeah, uh-huh. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it is. It's it's a really useful. I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely useful. Um, I one of my favorite memories was uh, I, as the only designer, I felt like I I don't know why, but I was like, there's no user research being done. We don't know anything about our users when I started. So I like took it upon myself to go visit users at their homes, um, and and yeah, I mean, it was just. It was so cool to see what people were putting their tiles on and how people were actually interacting with it, like, in their home environments. Was Um, there anything surprising that people put a tile on? (laughs) Like, I don't know. People put tile, yeah. plunger or something? (laughs) People put tiles on their turtles. What? (laughs) People put tiles on everything. I hope they at least painted it and, like, made it cool. That'd be (laughs) hilarious. Oh, just a painted tile on top? (laughs) That must be a rambunctious turtle if you're losing your turtle in your house. When you let it out to go to the bathroom. Oh, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Turtle's an odd one. It is an odd one. So that was, that was a little bit offbeat. Um, But yeah, it was, it was a really fun product to work on. What about the difference coming from Facebook? Just like in, you left in 2013. Mm -hmm. 2013, still pretty massive. Mm -hmm. And you're a content strategist, just like pretty specific role on a product team working at this like massive company. And now you go and you're the only in-house designer. Yeah, that was stressful. (laughs) Yeah, how did you deal with that? I was, but okay, so uh, a couple things. One was, I mean, the... I gained some confidence from two years of grad school. I kind of considered that somewhat, you know, good preparation, although it it was, I mean, I was definitely thrown into a lot of things that I didn't know how to do. So, um, so yeah, I just threw myself into it. And that's where like, yeah, the the all consuming, like sort of like, okay, I'm going to bootstrap this. Like, I, I don't know, I've never really exported this kind of asset before, but I'm going to like Google it and I can do that and I can fake it until I make it. (laughs) Um, And yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, it was it was good for me to like hmm. to really get in there and yeah and like I said be less precious about my work. I also had a really great mentor. So uh, there was a design advisor for Tile at the time um, who you know is was a design director at Square as well. His name is Ty, and he sort of took me under his wing um, and and helped me grow in in a lot of ways that would have been hard like just as someone with like not that much, you know, direct experience in this type of role. So uh, can you share so that was really helpful. any examples of like things he, he taught you or you learned from him? Oh, um, yeah. I, I think that, you know, from his, I mean, he is, is a very uh, smart thinker, a very like future thinking person. And his whole role as, as the advisor was like, Let's let's come up with this like North Star vision and and let's like let's make it happen. And he was always really, uh, really like persistent about like, you know, there's there's so many small things you can get caught up in with like the day to day, like 
at a startup because there's like no other support. Um, and so you can get really caught up with like these like smaller tasks that just get you to launch. Um, but he was always like really like persistent about like keeping in mind, like here's where we're driving toward, like here's our North Star and like we have to really fight for this. And he was he was helpful in a lot of ways in terms of like helping me sort of articulate and stand by like the that North Star vision and that design mm -hmm. direction, which – yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to do when you're, you know, you've got competing goals and like you're in this like crazy startup world and people need you for, you know, everything. Yeah. You're being pulled in like so many different directions. I think I probably agree that North Stars are good. But I also would understand an argument that North Stars, especially in that environment, might be more frustrating than not. Mm. Like early on? Yeah. Like Just because you kinda don't know where you're going or I mean, like there's, there's always like there. values. Like and you stuff. never get there. Mm. It's like this thing that just dangles, and it's more frustrating. Well, that's how stars work, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, that is the north star. But like, uh, it's more frustrating to never like actually execute on the vision. But you're always mm -hmm. working towards it. And if that diverges, then what was the north star in the first place? I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting because I think it's definitely. I think net positive. Like, oh, it, it to your point. Like, yeah, it's it's a fair point. Like, it's 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 a north star for a reason. Like, you're never actually going to reach the ideal like thing that you know vision that you've set. Um, but it really helps to. Um, I think it helps to structure and prioritize. Mm -hmm. Like the like when you're swimming in like so many different like things that you can be doing. It's like helpful to just like be be a little bit more focused on like here are the things that actually are steps toward that North Star. Um, and it's Very also – nautical set of metaphors. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it is. and it, But it's also really helpful uh, in terms of like connecting, I think, with the other people, like other people on the team, like other engineers and people you're working with and getting everyone yep. like excited. I think – I think a big part of design's role like in any company is like visualizing what it is we're working toward like and getting people excited about that. So I buy um, that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so how long did you stay at Tile? I stayed at Tile for a year. Exactly a year. A solid year. <laughs> and Get then... that cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it. Um, but that was, was that here in California or were you still here? That was here. Yeah. Okay. Um, in San Mateo. Okay, so you moved back. Um, and no, and it, I mean, Tile was wonderful. Um, it was just, it was time for me to like, like I felt like I was only able to grow to a certain extent there without like going crazy and, you know, and so, yeah, it was time for me to kind of move on and... Having your first design role be the only designer <laughs> at like a, yeah, an intense startup? Yeah, yeah that'd yeah. be rough. It was rough, uh, but it was also, <laughs> it was so educational. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, and awesome. So... Yeah. So then I moved on to Dropbox and and it was like the perfect place for me for right then in, in my career because it was like, you know, not as big as like, you know, the Facebook size mammoth mm. company, but also not so small. And I felt like I had more support. I felt like I had more mentors that I could like lean on around me, but that also like I had, you know, big enough problems that were like interesting enough to like sort of work on by myself. So it's, mm. it's a good balance. And it's walking distance. It's walking distance <laughs> from where I live. Yes. That's like one of my future criteria. Oh, it like, is. I don't know if best. I can ever not, which is bad because you I, don't walk I here. drive here and it's like a 
five minute drive. Like I should walk to. So, so I work at Brins. Uh, I work here, but uh, oh yeah, I should walk. But you live. So <laughs> but, this is like actually. I know it's in walking distance, so I feel. No, I I feel the, like equally passionate about this. I think that you know, ever like. I've been thinking a lot about like you two live a block from each other. We live a yeah. block from each other, as, <laughs> as, we, as we learned an hour ago. Yeah, <laughs> and I live a block from Dropbox. Whoa. Yeah, yes. So we all are in yeah, the yeah. same. Yeah, it's it's a fun neighborhood. Um, yeah, no, I've been thinking about like the things that make me happy, like like day to day, like what are the things that what are the biggest levers of like my happiness? And I honestly think my walk to work is like one of the like highlights. Like I think like. I mean, ever since having a kid, like that walk to work is probably the best thing I've ever done for myself. <laughs> it's my only time. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Your kid's no, going to listen mean, back on this one day. No, and... <laughs> no. I, no, I mean that in like, in actually like the best way. And I love when you want to get away from <laughs> you. <laughs> no, it's not that. No, it was actually like the hardest thing to do to get away. But, but also like the best in terms of like, I can bring my best self to like both my jobs when I have like 30 minutes to think and like be with myself yeah. and like i i never have that time other than that so uh yeah it's awesome uh honestly inspiring me to walk to work now yeah. i need to walk more anyways yeah get your steps in i'm like yeah. <laughs> do you measure that yeah yeah i keep track i've almost filled my my rings today nice yeah i like it i love it uh we always like to wrap up the podcast by asking what keeps you up at night but there's a ground rule because you have a kid not the oh. answer cannot <laughs> literally <laughs> This is a metaphor. It's not like there's a noise question. outside my window. It's mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's a tough question. What keeps me up at night? Because I honestly fall asleep really easily. That is a valid <laughs> answer. I'm very tired. Because that 30 minute walk, <laughs> getting that hour of steps in each day. Yeah. Key guys. Oh man. Uh, no, I mean, I think. Um, wow, you can go in so many different directions. Uh huh. <laughs> Um, this is a real personality quiz. Yeah. Hmm. I think at one point we were going to change it because this was a hard question. I think we were going to ask what the best color was or something. Or we should <laughs> Some dumb yeah. thing. Or maybe we thought about like prepping people. At it. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to think about it on the spot. Hey, maybe we should start doing that. <laughs> Sorry. Three years in, we should start being considerate to guests. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Maybe we should, shouldn't change. Yeah. Um. Gosh, I. I mean... Okay, I, I, it's a little bit cheating because it is related to my kid, but it's not like his welfare. It's more like, like what is like what is the world that he's going to grow up in? Uh, and like you know, in terms of like thinking long term about like what's the climate going to be like when he grows up, and you know all these things. And also, when's the like, right age to buy them an iPhone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all these questions, right? Like, I don't know. I mean, this is it keeps me up because it's like a new job that, like, I am just there are problems to I've solve. Thrusted, yeah, and like I'm like the CEO of like a person now, like <laughs> I, and so it's like, how do I and how do I bring him up so that he's like an ally and a feminist and like yeah. how do you know how like how is he gonna like understand like I don't know like just everything like this is like a big world and how is he going to navigate it and how do i give him independence but make sure he's safe and i don't know all of those questions i guess i totally cheated no. <laughs> just, just put a tile on him you, you cheated <laughs> but it's probably solution. the truthiest answer so oh, thank you i appreciate it <laughs> truthiest uh, we're over time okay and we're done thanks for coming and hanging out yeah thank thanks you so for much. having me it's yeah. really fun 
That is episode 220. Thank you so much to Melody for coming and hanging out with us. Thank you to you for listening. Let us know what you thought. Coming out with us in our Spec FM community uh, at spectrum.chat slash Spec FM. Before we go, huge thank you to our two sponsors that made this episode possible. First up, once again, Webflow launching iX2 today. It's Interactions version 2. Uh, you can find that at webflow.com slash ix2. It's a crazy website. It's a very, very cool You have to see it to page. believe it. Check out Interactions, the, the marketing page. Check out Interactions 2.0 if you need help making really awesome, responsive, full-featured websites with real content without having to touch a line of code. That's at webflow.com. If you want a job, though, hit up my friends at Figma. They're fake hack- friends. <laughs> Sounds like you're saying fake friends. Well... Read it. Read, read into it what you will. <laughs> read it and weep. No, they're Figma team. The realist friends. Figma.com slash careers. They're hiring two product designers, a designer advocate, and a content writer for tutorials and teaching and stuff that will help other designers get better. Go apply at Figma.com slash careers. Get a job, work with this team, and work on the future design tools. They're unreal. They're just the best. Thanks again to Figma. See you next week. <laughs>